The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 22nd edition. Got a massive 13 game slate on tap for you for your Friday to head into the weekend. Before we get to that, you can find me on Twitter at BDintrick. If you have any questions, hit me up there or come join the free Fantasy DGens Discord. We'll have everything taken care of for you there. Hope you guys had a good Thursday, a seven game early slate, a little bit of evening action for you. We got 13 games, so let's get cracking your totals on this 13 game slate. Brewers, Phillies, eight. Rockies, Tigers, eight. Red Sox, Rays, eight and a half. Marlins, Braves, eight and a half. Blue Jays, Astros, eight and a half. White Sox, Twins, eight. Orioles, Angels, eight and a half. Dodgers, Padres, eight. Mets, D-backs, eight and a half. Royals, Mariners, seven and a half. So not many big totals on this slate, which makes it interesting, to say the least, as we get uh, digging in on this. But let's talk pitching on this 13-game slate. There'll be tons of options. I try, I'm going to try to narrow them down the best I can. We'll have to talk some more in the Discord, see lineups and all that good stuff there. Yeah, you got JV, Justin Verlander at 10-5. I'll, uh, it's against Toronto in a tournament. I see the Verlander appeal. He's been awesome, especially his last outing. He was also super efficient in his last outing. Um, I'll take my chances and, and not uh, target Toronto on a slate of this magnitude. Um, they are striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching, but um, I'll pass on that. And I'd rather start with Kyle Wright at 9300 bucks at home against the Miami Marlins. Wright's been outstanding. Uh, at least five innings in each start, six or more Ks in each start, 20 or more DK points in each start. And now you get a Miami Marlins um, offense that uh, you can try to take advantage of, striking out 23% of the time versus righties. Hitting 241 with the 154 ISO is not too shabby, but big strikeout upside. Kyle Wright, the, the, the velocity has been up both starts. The pitch mix has been great. And I'm going to keep rolling it out there at 93 if I'm paying up. Uh, there's there's cheaper pitchers on this slate I like a little more with some upside. But if I'm paying up, Kyle Wright would be my guy at $9,300. In tournaments, if you want to play the bounce back card, because if he had at least one good start in his first two, if not two good starts, Freddie Peralta would be priced up next to Justin Verlander. Instead, it's been a rough go for, for Freddie Peralta. Um, he's 8900 bucks. He's gone three innings and gave up six runs his last time out. Previous start, four innings, gave up three runs. It's been ugly. But the swinging strikes have been outstanding. The Babbitt's through the roof. You'd have to imagine some positive regressions coming sooner than later. He is facing Philadelphia, which is tricky. They're 21% K rate, 241 average, 143 ISO against. So it's a very, very risky play with Freddie Peralta, but the ceiling 
is tremendous at $8,900. So if you want to in a tournament to, to throw out a little Freddie Peralta action, hopefully low ownership, I don't hate it. Just know it does look a little messy right now, but the underlying metrics show some positive signs. Will it work out tomorrow against a great Philadelphia team in Philly? Maybe not, but uh, this is a guy I'm really going to keep my eye on, and I like seeing this decreased price because I don't mind taking some chances once in a while. I think if you're doing one ma- like a single entry or like a three max, you might not want to go Freddie Peralta. But if you're going 20 max or more, I'd make sure to have some Freddie Peralta in my life because odds are it's probably a coin toss if he figures it out or gets shelled. But if he figures it out, he could strike out six plus, at least one printing. And at 8900 bucks, if he puts up 24 plus points, he's going to be in for a big, big night for you. And he's got the ability to do that. So Freddie at 89, tournament's only massive risk. So keep him in mind. Tariq Skubal, though, 8600 bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. Skubal coming off five and two-thirds strong, and he's with no one runs in seven Ks against the Kansas City Royals. And he got a, a Royals team that is just struggling tremendously offensively. 25, or no, he's not facing the Royals. Though. He's facing Colorado. Royals are struggling, though. Colorado striking out 19% of the time versus left. He's hitting 281 with a 107 ISO, so not much in the uh, power department there. And let's see, they haven't played a ton of road games for just for fun in this small sample we have here at Colorado. Um, 19% K rate, 356. They've actually been better on the road than at home versus lefties so far. But uh, I like the strikeout upside for Scooble. Not cash viable. Definitely a tournament play with Scooble, but good appeal. Colorado first game out of, out of Coors in the old days. That was a big way to target things. Uh, get that mile-high hangover. That was something we talked about and usually turned out pretty good. So Scooble at 86, I like quite a bit, especially when Michael Kopech's at 84. It should be uber popular. I love Kopech at 8400 bucks. I guess it's a great, great price point. Got five innings his last time out, got up to 75 pitches after 69 the previous start. Five Ks against Tampa Bay. I think they're going to keep trying to up them to 80, 85 pitches this go-around. That's the only thing holding them back from big boy things is the pitch count because they're slow playing it, but he's facing Minnesota who strikes out 25.5% of the time versus righties, hitting a buck 98 with a buck 38 ISO. There is a ton of upside with Michael Kopech. He just has to be efficient. It's like the uh, Shane O'Mac, the Shane McClanahan conversation we had a few nights ago. If he's efficient, he'll be very, very good. If he's not efficient, well, we just wasted a, 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 a player. But at 8400 bucks, that's a good tournament appeal. I don't like him in cash because if it's not efficient, we're in trouble. But there's something to like there with Kopech at 84. Brad Keller, 8200 bucks at the Seattle Mariners. Keller has been great his first two starts. Six innings or more in each start. Two run runs or less. Five Ks in both starts. Detroit and Cleveland. 19 or more DK points. 8200 bucks brings a good floor to this matchup against the Seattle Mariners. A Mariners team that um, striking out twenty percent of the time versus righties, the two thirty five average. So Keller at um, eighty two hundred bucks is the guy I have circled uh, to highlight this evening. Reed Detmers would be a super tournament play. He's been lost, but we know how Baltimore can strike out versus lefties. So if you want to go Uber tournament, you can go Detmers. He's not high on my list right now, but I just wanted to highlight him briefly as a potential option. But Bruce Zimmerman, he really opened my eyes watching him his last time out against the Yankees. Five shutout innings with six Ks. That was after four shutout with four Ks against Milwaukee. He's been very, very effective early on here. Is it sustainable? We'll see. There's been a lot of good things pointing and some positivity in his direction. And now he faces an Angels team that strikes out 27.3% of the time. First left-handed pitching this year. They're hitting 252, which is nice. 116 ISO, not so great. That massive strikeout rate for Bruce Zimmerman is showing at least a K per nine, if not a little more, at 7,500 bucks. Does bring some nice appeal to it on this slate. Now, when you go below Bruce Zimmerman, it gets tricky. Like if you want to go Michael Walker, you can against Tampa Bay, but he's 6,600 bucks. 
okay floor, not really a crazy ceiling, but Tampa's striking out 26% of the time versus righty. So you can go Wayno at 66 if you want. Trevor Rogers, similar to that Freddie Peralta discussion, Trevor Rogers is much, much better than 6500 bucks. He had a rocky spring, and he has had a rough start to the season. Coming off an inning and two-thirds, seven earned, four walks, three Ks against Philadelphia. It has not been pretty for Trevor Rogers. Not sure he's ready to figure it out just yet, but uh, it's an interesting matchup versus Atlanta. I prefer Waka over Rodgers, but if you're making a bunch of lineups, you can keep an eye on the Rodgers as well. Other than that, not a ton I'm loving down below. Uh, we'd have to see lineups. Maybe somehow Glenn Otto becomes a play at 5800 bucks, but I don't know if I'm going below Bruce Zimmerman at this point in time. So JV, you can go out at 10-5 if you want. Tournament only, I'll pass. I'll go to Kyle Wright at 93. Freddie Peralta is an intriguing tournament play. Scooble at 86. Love Kopech at 84. Just know the risk in the innings or the uh, pitch limit. Brad Keller at 82 has got a good floor to him. Detmer's in tournament. Bruce Zimmerman is pretty fun as well. So nothing like great, great on this slate, but there's about six, seven guys you can definitely pen together and build some fun uh, lineups and at least save some cash if you want to get some bats on a 13-game slate. And it's weird because all the totals, eight, eight and a half, you'd think there'd be better pitching and maybe they'll pitch better because the ball's not traveling the way it once was, but um, definitely some not-so-big names in some weird spots. So keep an eye on lineups and see what, what comes up to maybe tickle our fancy as we go on. The bats on this 13-game slate. Catcher's position, you got Salvi at 51. is intriguing, but Sean Murphy went deep again on Thursday. He's 4900 bucks. Nice pay-up spot if you choose to go there. But otherwise, I go to save some cash here. You can look at Grandal at 42 if you're stacking against Bailey Ober. He's an option for you or below 4K. Francisco Mejia is 3800 bucks for his walk. If you're not using Waka, Mejia is in a good spot there at 3800 uh, farther down the 3K range, and we'll probably start heading into the 2K range because there ain't a lot right out the gate here. But Zach Collins, 2900 bucks for his Verlander. Uh, it's interesting. Again, I like Verlander, so I'm not running to do that. Joey Bart, he's day-to-day. If he cracks the Giants lineup, he's 2800 bucks for his Patrick Corbin. I like that quite a bit. Again, Gary Sanchez against it's against Kopik, though, which is a, a Kopech, which is a bummer, but he's super cheap. Uh, Tucker Barnhart's 2300 bucks for Sensatella. He'd be a punt for you as well. And then Travis Dayarnode's only twenty two hundred bucks for Trevor Rogers might be your best value at catchers by far. He's swinging the bat well. Braves continue to be priced wrong on these DK slates, so Travis Dayarnode at twenty two hundred bucks is a great value at the catcher's position. First base, you got Varito at sixty one. You can definitely go that direction if you so choose. Uh, Freeman's starting to get it going uh, as well, but uh, you can save some cash. Also, there's a lot of five K guys this week or this Friday at least. But I'd go down to. Um, Josh Bell in a Giants bullpen game. Like DK right now has BD here. BD threw an inning and two thirds on Thursday. Dowdy starting for the Giants on Friday. So it's going to be a bullpen game. Josh Bell at 47 is someone to uh, to keep in mind for you. Matty Olson at 43 versus uh, Trevor Rogers. He can get lefties just fine. But a good contrarian play is G Man Choi at 4,200 bucks. He's mashing this season. He mashes right handed pitching. So you can give Choi a look at 4,200. Most will not play him at that price point. Going up against Michael Walker, he'd make for a nice contrarian play at 4,200. Uh, going below 4K, Keston Hira, 35 against Ranger Suarez. I like Ranger Suarez a lot. He could be a contrarian play as well on the mound, but Keston Hira does hit lefties okay. He's 3,500. Miggy Cabrera is one hit away from 3,000. He's 3,500 versus Sensatella. That can be another good spot for you uh, in that one. Um, Nate Nate Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe at 3,300 bucks for uh, Aller. I think Texas has a fun stack. It sucks it's in Oakland, but you know they're in Safeco right now in the sixth inning, and they're up 6-5, to five, so they're, they're putting up crooked numbers a lot this year in Texas. 
So Nathaniel Lowe at 3,300 bucks, uh, Nathaniel uh, Lau, I should say, is a, is a fun value. And his matchup, Spencer Torkelson's only 3,200 bucks for Sensatella. So some good value with him. Um, farther down, you got uh, Christian Walker at 3K versus David Peterson. Hunter Dozier's 29 if you're stacking. These are more stack plays. Nothing like the, the value I like, though. First base outfield, Josh Naylor for Cleveland. Almost Jamison Tyon. I'll look to fa- the fade Tyon again. And Naylor's been swinging it really well since coming back off the IL. He's hit safely in three straight games, two hits in each of those three games. Uh, eight or more points, 10 or more in the last two. Lots to like there with Naylor at 2600 bucks going up against Jamison Tyon. First base outfield eligible for Mr. Naylor. And then I'll wrap us up at first base. Uh, second base, Jazz. Jazzy Jazz got the lead off on Thursday. Went to Ding Dong City. Love seeing it. Jazz Chisholm. He's 5500 versus Kyle Wright. Tough to pay for. Tough to pay for. But uh, saving some cash. Um, you know, you got, you got a bunch of 5K dudes. Muncie at 51 is not bad versus Nick Martinez. If you want to go there, but I'll probably just look to save and look for stacks. Like Ozzy Albies versus a lefty we always like. He's only 4600 uh, Jeff McNeil's been raking. We talked about it. He got a price bump. He's up to 4500 versus Gallon. I probably prefer Albies about at that price point, but both are in play for you. Marcus Simeon's 4100 bucks versus Aller. Uh, Simeon's gone off to a slow start, but that's still a pretty good value going up there in a, in a good matchup versus Aller of um, Oakland at 4100 Um Farther down, though, Gleyber Torres at 39 versus uh, Eli Morgan. The Yankees let everybody down on Thursday. They're in a great spot again on Friday. So get ready to get your hearts broken once again. Uh, Tony Kemp, second base outfit eligible at 3600 he continues to be a cheapie in that mid three K range. Um, I mentioned Keston here. He's first base, second base eligible at thirty five hundred. You can go that direction. Nick Solak went deep on Thursday night. He's thirty three hundred bucks for his Oler Solak second base outfield eligible. If you want some multi position, another value I like Sheldon Noisy second base, third base for Oakland. I mentioned him a lot. He went three for four on Thursday. He's a three K three K in that matchup versus Glenn Otto. So Noisy's a good value at second base and third base for Oakland. And other than that, I'd have to see lineups like um, to see if any of these guys really pop, but nothing that stands out too much at this moment. Third base, J Ram is always in play. Dude just keeps mashing. He's 5,800 bucks for his tie on. I like that a lot. I also like Machado at 30, 54 versus Urias. I'm not a Urias believer, so that's a good spot for Machado. I'd rather have J Ram, but uh, both good looks at their uh, respective pricing. But sliding on down, Eduardo Escobar, the Mets could definitely be in play again. Escobar's 4,700 versus Gallon. Uh, don't hate that in his matchup. Heimer Candelario, slow star, but he's 4,100 for Sensatella. Someone to keep circled for your lineups. Um, Jake Berger is okay, not loving it. But Brad Miller, third base outfit eligible. If he's leading off for Texas, he's 3,300 bucks versus Oler. He's a guy to definitely um, to keep in mind at his price point. Uh, again, Sheldon Noisy, 3K. That's one we like quite a bit. And other than that, Johan Camargo, if he gets to start for Philly, he's 2,600. I don't love it, love it, but that's a cheap, cheap starter if you need it. Same for Edwin Rios of the Dodgers. He went deep the other day. He's 2,100 versus Nick Martinez. Um, and then Matt Davidson of Arizona. He's first base, third base eligible. He In his career, he's hit lefties extremely well. Been a minor leaguer a lot lately. He got the start on Thursday. Went to Ding Dong City. That's what he does. Uh, or he strikes out a ton. But he's 2K. First base, third base eligible for 2K for Matt Davidson. Going up against the Lexi Peterson is definitely someone to, to keep on your radar. 
Shortstop, you can always play Tim Anderson at 57 if you like. Francisco Lindor continues to crush. He's 54, and Wander Franco's 53. I, I like Franco over Lindor in cash. I like Lindor over Franco in tournaments. That's how I would look at those. It was my top two shortstops with Tim Anderson third behind that mix. After that, though, uh, you can go Corey Seager at 5K if you want. I'd rather find a way to get Franco or Lindor in my lineup. But if you can't, Seager's just fine. Um, and then value-wise, Jeremy Pena at 42, I loved. Leading off with Altuve out, it's a really great spot for Pena. Uh, he's hitting phenomenally in his rookie season. So keep him in mind at 4,200. Um, some other ones to look at. This is a, a daily thing. Now, shortstop is very top-heavy. If Alan Trejo starts for Colorado, he's 2,600. He's second-base shortstop. He's a guy I got a soft spot for because he's cheap. And he's been quasi-productive, so he's a guy. But for the most part, you're paying up at shortstop. That's just what we do time and time again. All right, let's get to the outfield. I see a listener question. I will get to that when I finish picking all this up for you. Um, outfield position, you know, Otani, sure, if you want. But Buxton's back. I'll play pass versus Kopech, but he makes for a super contrarian play. Like, I'd rather pay 6K for Soto if I'm paying 6K for anybody. I just love the floor of Soto with the upside. Uh, Lou Bob left or has an injured groin, apparently. So keep an eye on that situation. That's a bummer. But Jordan Alvarez at 5,600 is one of my favorite payup spots on the slate going up against Ross Stripling. That's a great spot. If Freddie Peralta is broken, Kyle Schwarber at 55, Nick Castellanos at 54 are both really good. I prefer Schwarber over Casty, but both, both really, really good spots. Um, going down to the low 5K range, you got the likes of Giancarlo at 51 versus Eli Morgan. That's one you can go to. Oh, poor Connor Joe. Remember when we had him so cheap? He's up to 5K now. Kind of takes him off the radar, folks. That's a bummer. Uh, Randy Rosarena's price has skyrocketed up to 4,800 bucks, but he's swinging it very, very well of late. So keep him in mind at 4,800. I don't mind that one bit. Um, Fernando Reyes woke up a bit on Thursday. So keep an eye on him at 4,700 in your tournaments against Jameson Tyon. Same with Miles Straw. He's got a great floor where Franville's got the ceiling, and he showcased that ceiling on Thursday. So maybe that's a thing to come for Franville at 4,700 after the very slow start that he had. Nelly Cruz went deep on Thursday. He'd be a part of your Washington stacks at 4,400. Benintendi at 42 is always on my radar. Same with Kutch at 42 versus Ranger Suarez. I prefer Benny out of those two. Austin Meadows at 42 versus Sensatella is very strong. We know how well he's been hitting righties this season, so he should get a really good spot there versus Sensatella on Friday at only 4,200, which is a pretty nice price point for him. Brandon Nimmo's only 37. That's a great price point for Nimmo getting on base, uh, leading off for the Mets. That's a nice cheap piece of the stack as well. Our boy Lourdes Gurriel is only 37. Taylor Ward of the Angels, 3700 bucks. Raking since he's got the call up. Gets to face the lefty Zimmerman. Really good spot for Taylor Ward at 3700 bucks. His price will eventually start going up. Mentioned Tony Kemp at 36. Aaron Hicks at 36. You know, I said the Yankees let everybody down on Thursday. I'll go right back to a Hicks leading off at 3600 bucks versus Eli Morgan with that oh-so-short porch in right field. So keep me in tuned with that one with Aaron Hicks. Jesus Sanchez, if you're not using uh, Kyle Wright, Sanchez is only 3,500 and deep again on Thursday. I get three more hits again. The dude is crushing it right now. Great tournament play at 3,500 if you're not using Kyle Wright. I don't mind Joe Adele in a tournament at 34, going up against the lefty Zimmerman. Adele's been slowly swinging the bat better, and he even stole a base the other night. But he's hit safely in three, four, five, six of his last seven and eight of his last nine ball games. So it's really worth noting he's starting to slowly get clicking. It looks like no big games, no massive hits, but slowly getting it going at 3400 bucks. Someone to definitely keep an eye on. 
Gavin Lux at 33. is day to day with the back issue. We'd be a good spot there versus Nick Martinez. Uh, mentioned Brad Miller at 33 as well as one to keep an eye on. Brandon Marsh, lefty, so I don't really prefer it. But Cody Bellinger at 31, I'm, I'm ready to at least acknowledge the fact I was pretty wrong on belly bombs as he's been raking right now. A lot of multiple hit games, lots of uh, extra base hits. One, two, three, four, five, six double-digit DK games in his last 10. He's only 31 hundo over Nick Martinez. That's a very strong value, folks. Very, very strong value. With belly, Marcelo Zuna's only 3K versus Trevor Rogers. That's a heck of a discount. He's hitting some of the hardest baseballs out there, and the results aren't showing. So Ozuna at 3K is a phenomenal discount on this slate. Raimel Tapia, if, if Springer still has leading off, it's first Verlander, though, so keep that in mind. Um, if if you want to go there, you can. I probably don't. I'd rather have Ozuna at 3K. Um, but going below that, Josh Lowe at 28 versus Waka is a nice tournament play. Same with Brett Phillips at 28. I prefer Lowe, but both are good. Uh, Julio Rodriguez at 28. So three good tournament plays there. I'd go uh, J-Rod, Lowe, and Phillips in that order at uh, 2800 bucks. Trey Babu's going to wake up eventually. I keep saying it. But Jerkson Profar at 26 is a nice value. But there's Josh Naylor at 26, one of my favorite values on the slate, honestly. Mark Kahn is down to 2400 bucks. Uh, he went two for four with a couple ribbies on Thursday. He's hit safely in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of his last eight games. So he's not like he's hitting 379 on the season. He's not crushing and crushing the ball, but 2,400 for Mark Kana going up against Zach Gallons, a nice little discount as well. Orlando Arcia has been playing third base with Austin Riley on paternity leave. We'll see when he comes back, but until then, Arcia is only 2,400 bucks. So that's another discount. So lots and lots of value on the slate. Even more will open up as we see uh, lineups on Friday. Recapping your pitching, and again, this is the brief overview on pitching. There's a lot of ways to go on this slate. There's no like elite, elite options. But you can go JV if you want. I prefer to save a few. Go to Kyle Wright at 93. Freddie Peralta is the ultimate tournament play on this slate. Super risk reward. I like Scooble at 8600 bucks. Kopech at 84. Just know the pitch count with, with Kopech's a question mark. Uh, Brad Keller at 82 has got a lot of cash game vibes to him with a little bit of upside as well. Um, you can go to Detmers in terms of if you're feeling frisky. But I'd rather go to Bruce Zimmerman at 7500 and if you're looking to punt, probably Michael Walker, but I don't really love a lot of the punts right now. So in a perfect world, it's like Zimmerman, Keller, Kopech, Skubal, Peralta, Wright. That's kind of where things are going at this point in time. But lineups could dictate a lot of things on this slate. So let's uh, let's see how that goes. Stacking it up on this slate, this wonderful, wonderful 13-game slate. Uh, I like Texas a lot versus Adam Aller. I think that's a great spot for Texas. TA's bullpen's been getting used a lot lately. Texas is sneaky good offensively. Like overall, they're a bad baseball team, but they're putting up runs, and they should do it again against uh, Aller on Friday. So Texas is a fun stack uh, for you there. Don't mind Detroit; it's not one of my favorites. I think Oakland, like that whole game stack, that's just a bad ballpark to stack in, which sucks. But I prefer Texas over Oakland, but Oakland's got a little bit of appeal too. Um, Giants should be a bullpen game. I want to see more about that before I fall in love with it. I like Nick Martinez a lot, so I'm not like all in on the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have some legs to them. Let's put it that way. I like Houston versus Ross Stripling. Not a Ross Stripling guy at all. So I think Houston, I love Jordan Alvarez. I think good bounce back spot for guys like Kyle Tucker. Jeremy Payne is a great play. There's a lot to like with Houston. I like the Mets versus Zach Gallon. Those are a couple there. Atlanta versus Trevor Rogers. And we think if Trevor Rogers is really broken, Albies, Ozuna, hopefully Riley's back. Olsen can hit lefties. Travis Darnold's dirt cheap. They're cheap as a whole. So Atlanta's a great value stack against Trevor Rogers. 
the Giants versus Patrick Corbin. See what the lineup is. We got your roughs, your Flores is hopefully a Joey Bart. They'll put a ton of right-handed bats out there. So you can get some good value with the Giants versus Corbin. Uh, if you want to get contrarian, like you can get Cleveland versus Tyon if you want. I could see that being a, a fun one for you. Love the Yankees versus Eli Morgan. That should probably be a very popular one, but uh, Aaron Hicks is still way too cheap, way too cheap in that mix. So keep him on in mind. Then other than that, once you see some lineups, you can get picky if you want. But there's a lot to like on this. Like 13-game slate, you can make uh, some big, big moves here. A uh, couple things here. Saxter asks, Waka, Gallon, Flex, and Fave 6K play. I'd say Waka. Waka for you there. Uh, Saxter also asks, again, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can you can comment in here. We can talk. Uh, Saxter asks, better leverage stack, Miami versus Wright or Seattle versus Keller? Without seeing any ownership, I'd probably say Miami versus Wright. Like so that's why I mentioned Jesus Sanchez earlier. Um, Chisholm's expensive, but if you put like a three-man Miami stack in, you'll have some good leverage for sure. Yes, Belly's back. Sean says play Waka. I agree. Um, Waka shouldn't be chalky. No, he should not. Um, but there's a lot to like. It's just a matter of can he go deep enough. But at 6,600, should be good enough, right? Thanks for the comments, guys. Appreciate it. Again, if you guys want to uh, give this podcast a rate and review on iTunes, I'd appreciate it. But if you want to watch on the the YouTube feed at Fantasy Sports DGens, you'll get notified if you subscribe when I'm live. And you can come join us there. Or just watch it later. Give the old thumbs up and the like. That helps out a ton. But a lot of fun stuff here. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Got my free DFS article on Rotoballer coming out on Friday for you. Got a lot of written content at Rotoballer, Fantrax, and Fantasy Pros. More importantly, the Bench with Bubba podcast coming to you multiple times a week. On Thursday, recorded with Rotowire's James Anderson to get you some prospect updates, talking Bobby Witts and Julio's, pretty much all the prospects, the good, the bad, the ugly, to keep our heads above water for the fantasy baseball season. But I uh, hope you guys all have a great weekend. A great, great weekend. Big 13 games late on Friday, split slates on the weekend. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night to get you ready for another week of action. But for now, everybody, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 22nd edition. I'm out. <laughs>